Hello and welcome to Putting People First, the podcast all about improving your employees' experience at work. I'm Ben, your host for the episode, a director at Sodexo, one of the industry leaders in employee engagement. In this episode, we're going to talk about an important topic for both employees and employers, physical well-being. Joining me today is Oliver Bridges from Halfords. Ollie is head of client development at Halfords, who are our partner for Cycle to Work Scheme, an in- initiative many employers make use of to support their employees' health as well as the environment. In this episode, we'll be talking about the importance of physical well-being on our health, why it matters for employers, whether companies should get involved in their staff's physical health and, and or how they can. So it's great to talk to you, Ollie. How's it been going? Things are great, Ben. Really busy, um, very exciting times, lots of good stuff going on um, in our world and in the world of cycling and health and well-being. Um, but yeah, in general, really, really great and exciting. Excellent. Good to hear. So you're not too down about the football from Sunday night then? Oh, we're not talking about that. We need no, to, think... um, yeah, a few, few more days to, um, to broach that subject, I think. I think that's probably a safe idea. Otherwise, that definitely will be impacting our mental health. So, uh, yeah, back to uh, back to the physical side of things. So, uh, topic one, we want to talk about a reminder of how physical well-being does affect our health. Um, you know, we all know physical activity, football, walking, dancing, cycling is good for us. Um, according to the NHS, the physical health benefits include reducing risk of major, major illnesses, um, you know, reducing cancer, diabetes, and lowering our risk of early death by up to 30%, which is great. So, you know, what kind of exercise do you do, Ollie? What keeps you busy outside of work time? Yeah, so exercise is a really important part of um, of my week, really. And I um, I try and go for a uh, a walk every day regularly with my partner. So we're very fortunate we live uh, along the canal by the countryside. So we try and get out and go for a walk every day. Um, but then uh, my love of playing sport, um, just about with my knees hanging on, uh, is I still um, cling hope to um, being a professional footballer, which is never going to happen. But uh, play um, seven aside football. Uh, with my friends every weekend um, something that we've done uh, for the best part of 20 years now um, having grown up from sort of our own kids team um, all the way through to we've maintained some of the players um, over the course of years so um, yeah players slowed down a little bit but uh, that sort of competitive edge and and, and excitement of playing once a week uh, is something that we really, really look forward to. So, uh, yeah, just try and get as much fresh air in, in the lungs as possible um, whilst um, managing and juggling a stressful job. Yeah, absolutely. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I guess I'm similar where I, I play uh, regularly at a local tennis club, um, got a good group of friends who, who play, and it's, a, it's as much the, the banter on the court as off the court and uh, as much as uh, yeah, having that competitive spirit. And I think, you know, like you, I try and go for a walk at least a couple of times a day, sometimes at lunch, sometimes in the evening with, with my wife. And it, it's difficult to try and find that time, but it is so important to do it. And I do think you feel energised, you do feel refreshed. It is You are able to clear your head. We, we make a, a habit of not taking our phones with us as well so any beeps any clicks any social media activity or work related emails get get ignored and put off for at least half an hour i think that's a good way to uh, to, to, to put things to one side yeah no i think um i think it's really important just to try and find um things that either break up the week things to look forward to um obviously anything you can attach um to the social side is also really important um but anything you can get when you get the heart beating um uh, and get that little bit of competitive edge uh, and a bit of fun is uh, is always welcome 
Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So let's move on to topic two. Um, why does this matter for employers? Um, you know, as we probably know, or some of us will know, our physical well-being doesn't just affect our bodies and minds. It can also affect how we work and therefore, you know, our companies that we work for too. You know, physical activity can help boost productivity, reduce absenteeism and decrease sickness and, and um, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, how do you find that that, that that affects how you how you do your job, both for you at work and also in the in the you know the business side of your uh, your role, Ollie. Yeah, so I, I guess for me personally, um, obviously working in sort of a high paced um, sales role can be extremely stressful. So you know, for for me personally finding that time to go and have a break to get the energy levels up to get the feet moving um i don't know you know similar to what a lot of people have experienced over the last year um especially with working from home people find themselves attached to a desk um or or in in you know in the space of their own home so you know for me you know I, i manage a team of people and i've really tried to encourage um my own employees, my own team to try and get out, to try and get that fresh air, because I think, you know, fundamentally everyone will, will agree that, you know, for your own mental sense, the own mental side of things, it's an incredibly important thing to go and do to be able to clear your head. And, you know, there's nothing better than going and getting some fresh air. Um, I suppose where I'm extremely fortunate within within the, the business side of things is we're very fortunate to work alongside Sodexo um, with a number of different partners and different companies throughout the UK. And we really see um, I guess what each company's initiatives are, are, are putting in place, and you know, there's mm-hmm. certainly a huge amount of focus, um, particularly on mental health and well-being, but certainly on on exercise and, and health. And you know, we're we're responsible for delivering the Cycle to Work scheme, which is a government initiative, um, which has seen significant um, significant interest and growth over the last 12 months. Um, but I, th- I think more importantly than that, um, what we've started to see is that companies really do have a focus on employees and, and really do see the benefits of providing solutions to enable employees to get that air in their lungs, to get the heart beating, you know, the, the good feeling that comes with that. Um, they see the benefits um, to employees and what it can offer. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. I've just got a few uh, fun fun facts for you that I'd like to just sort of share with you. Um, according to uh, yeah, according to the uh, Westfield Health Wellbeing Index report, seventy four percent of HR professionals recognise that physical activity reduces absenteeism, but twenty three percent say it's not a top priority. Um, and according to a report by AXA, the annual cost of physical inactivity to UK businesses is 6.6 billion. So, you know, if, if, if everyone sort of knows why this is such an important topic and why it's so important for our employees, why do you think there are still some employers that maybe are reluctant to either engage um, their staff in physical activity or uh, sign up for cycle to work schemes or, or even allow their, their teams time to, uh, you know, to, to, to exercise? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good question. I think uh, if you'd have asked me that eighteen months ago, um, I, I'd have been in a situation where I'd have said, you know, the, the, there's a cause for real change, and I think there still needs to be a change. I think, you know, like anything um, 
over the next over the next well it, within the last six months and certainly coming up to the next twelve months, uh, it's going to be an in- incredibly interesting time for the entire of the UK. And I think, if I'm honest with you, um, employers are going to get to a point where they don't have a choice. And and what I mean by that is, you know, we need to be seen to be supporting everybody in there returning to work um, and within that I think you know the health and mental well-being of, of things is going to lead um, from it from exercise and I think finding ways in which we can um, support employers and employees to enable employees to exercise uh, whether that just being going for a walk or, or, or the cycle to work initiatives or all the other great initiatives that are out there mm-hmm. such as sort of gym flex passes and everything else I think you know I think there needs to be a change I think there has started to be um, but I, I think you know for me and uh, the conversations that we have I think employers are starting to realize the importance of it um, I've got a great story actually we um, we recently worked with an employer um, who have a really heavy male demographic workforce and um sort of six to 12 months ago, they carried out um, health checks across their male workforce. And and basically what came of that was um, in amongst the local cafes and greasy spoon environment, um, they found that 80% of their male workforce all had high blood pressure. Um, And effectively what they did, and and we use Cycle to Work as an example of that, um, but there were other initiatives that were brought in. And effectively they promoted uh, and invested quite an awful lot in health and well-being and, and um and exercise regimes so they use cycle to work as part of that they use um gym memberships they they all they they organized all sorts of different great initiatives to promote just to get people moving um and sort of what they what they did with that male workforce is they sat them down and worked with them over um, a six to nine month period uh, and across their workforce i believe they lost over a hundred stone between them um I think there were around 2,000 men that were involved. They lost around 100 stone. Um, but more importantly, um, they reduced, of the 80% of the employees who had high blood pressure, they reduced 45% of those. Um, so whilst obviously promoting exercise doesn't work for everybody, um, they managed to speak and resonate with um, with a number of employees and, um, and managed to make a real difference to their workforce. So um, it's just a really good example. But I think, you know, employees that are willing to go out and, and spend some money or invest or, you know, really promote it and, and get it out there, I think they can make um, some real fundamental differences to, to their employees. Yeah, no, I totally totally agree, Ollie. That that is a good story and a, re- a really good uh, success case. And yeah, I think even even just you know myself and friends that I know, you know, have started doing more exercise. Um, you know, since the pandemic started, actually, in some ways, it's actually kickstarted a lot of people to to go back to sport and activities, which is great. And I guess that leads us nicely into into topic three, um, which is whether uh, or sorry, should an employer be involved in the, their employees' physical health and to what extent? Um, you know, it's clear that physical activity 
activity does benefit employees as well as employers, but should employers be getting involved or would that be overstepping? You can't force your staff to go to a gym. Um, I mean, 92% of employees want to improve their fitness, according to Darwin, um, and more than two-thirds of employees believe it's an employer's responsibility to support their physical well-being, uh, according to Westfield Health, the well-being index. However, you know, a lot of employees don't feel supported, um, and actually a lot of them, you know, think that there isn't enough, um, you know, a lot of us, you know, in, in, in the business we're in, we lead a sort of relatively sedentary lifestyle. Uh, employers need to take responsibilities for the role they have to play in this. So I guess the question is, you know, do you, do you think employers should be involved? And, and if so, to, to sort of what, to what extent, really? Yeah, I think I think I don't know about you. I know um, you manage a team yourself. And I think it's a really tricky one because um, ultimately, uh, how someone feels about themselves and, and how, how each person wants to approach uh, physical fitness is ultimately up to them uh, up to them I think um, one of the things that we have a responsibility for is maybe not um, getting involved um, in in that instance in, in almost telling somebody um, what they should or shouldn't be doing but I think the responsibility for us should certainly be um, enabling us to create time for that individual. Um, so, you know, if I look at some of my team, I have um, a, a lady who um, we make time for every Wednesday. So she goes to her class every Wednesday at four o'clock uh, and she goes to something called Rockbox. So that's where she goes and listens to heavy metal music while doing star jumps and throwing um Throwing lights everywhere and, and glow sticks and, and, and whooping and, and just getting um, all of that stress out. And, and you know, I, I make sure that we, we create that time for her to be able to go and do that. Um, and ultimately, I think it fits very, very much in line with what, what the topic of conversation is around flexible working for everybody at the moment. Um, but I think certainly creating that level of flexibility to give someone the opportunity to go and do that. Um, I think he's really important and I do agree that there are responsibilities from an employer um, to enable someone to go and do that. Um, I don't I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, no, I, th- I, I agree. I agree to a certain extent. I think it's more about about facilitating the uh, the opportunity. So it's about proactively, you know, giving discounts for gym memberships, for example. It's about giving the cycle to work scheme opportunity. It's about giving people time, you know, making sure their their lunch break is sacrosanct, making sure they take half an hour an hour for lunch, even if they don't go for a walk, they're away from their screen, but encourage them to go for a walk. It's about you know allowing people maybe to finish early and go and do a a, a rock class or, or or go and do a spin class or play tennis football whatever and I think I think where where employers can help it's just being a little bit more relaxed around people's time um, and, and as you say Ollie that flexible working which then allows people to to live their lives and, and, and do what they want you know we all we all have such a busy lifestyle I think also the last 18 months where that that mix between working from home and 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 um, and, and and being at home where there isn't a lot of distance between your home office and your home um, has been that blurring between sort of you know work life and uh, and, and home life I think that, you know you need to make that clear distinction. Yeah, and no, I completely agree with you. And I think um, something else to very briefly touch on that I know is also a really hot topic at the moment is I think um, a lot of companies are finding they're going to have a much more responsibilities when it comes to green initiatives. And I think when taking and looking at that, I think there are ways in which companies could really promote 
health and physical well-being in amongst those green initiatives. So you talk about the involvements that we have in relation to cycling, and that's certainly an element that we're interested in and really want to push forward. Um, but almost um, also looking at the, you know, the ways in which people could potentially walk, whether they could run, uh, you know, walking clubs at lunchtime or just you know, whether that be walking to go and get your sandwich from the local shop or however that might look, there are, there are things in which companies can promote more um, with, you know, that, you know, not only fits with the physical and well-being, it also ticks the green initiative side of things. But, you know, the, there are a lot of things out there that I think could tally quite nicely together at the moment. And I think um, companies do have a real responsibility to help promote that. And whether that be via, B, via discounting platforms or partnerships that they might work with, um, or just in general, as you say, making person feel like they can have that time to spend to do that. Uh, I think is incredibly important. And I think it's also something that a lot of people are going to look for with workforces and who they work for um, as an attractive proposition moving forward. Yeah, no, that's definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that. And uh, actually that, uh, um, that leads us nicely into our next topic. We've, al- we've already covered some of it, but uh, I guess we can look at it slightly differently. So um, essentially topic four is uh, how can an employer help with physical well-being? Um, so we've already spoken about why employers need to care about their team's physical well-being um, and their employees, and, and they, they want their support. So how can employers help? You know, some of our partners we know have done things like introducing uh, teams channels about well-being and fitness, where everyone can share hints and tips and articles and, um, you know, fitness programs and, and and that kind of stuff, which is great. Um, you know, introductions of fitness clubs, as you said, walking clubs at lunchtime, offering discounts on gym membership, salary sacrifice schemes like Cycle to Work. Um, but you know, do you, do you think that employers should be, you know, should they be incentivizing people? Should they be almost, uh, you know, doing cash prizes? I know my wife's company, um, a big technology firm, they they essentially gave everyone a Fitbit um, and basically told them, told, well, told them, asked them to get into teams if they wanted to. And essentially, over a period of time, there were five people per team, and basically it was a walking competition and essentially you know the 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 fitbits would all log together it was quite clever and it tracked all their steps and it showed them effectively walking around the globe um country by country and it was a a complete global initiative so they were fighting against teams from kazakhstan and 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 central europe and asia and and uh, and india and it was it was just really really incredible to see and actually it got quite competitive and i was being dragged out to keep her company um most evenings to go and do oh you know my boss has done an extra three thousand we need to go and beat him so i think there there are ways that, that companies can facilitate it but yeah i guess it's more you know have you got other examples of where maybe employers have have helped facilitate it doesn't have to be financially but uh yeah, so we we we've seen. I, I, well, we we when I say we, um, we have we've done something similar. So, um, in in amongst of, of our teams, we've had various things where we've had uh, similar competitions from from a walking perspective and and getting those steps up. Um, I know that we 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 personally have had initiatives um, that sort of have driven competition externally in between teams. Um, you know, and, and I think one of the things that sometimes people enjoy is that natural competitiveness now that's not for everybody and it brings out certain characteristics in others um but i think that that form of challenge or working towards a goal um is always something that's quite exciting um i know from the work we've done with other companies people have had charity goals uh, where they've, they've tried to get to sort of a certain level of distance in a month whether that be cycling swimming running however that may look and have tried to raise money for charity and i know that's always something that that is always um 
well attended and, and you know people get really enthusiastic about but I just think um very similar to yourself I think I think everybody has a responsibility to support others with physical uh you know well-being I think you know Everyone needs that level of support, whether that be one of your partners, whether that be, you know, whether you're part of your team or a company who you're working with. I think um, supporting people in that way to try and achieve a form of a goal for me personally always helps. I always like working towards sort of a finish line, if you like. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting one. And, um yeah, I think the incentivization is a, a tricky one. I think for me, working towards a goal is, is normally an incentive rather than sort of, um, what's the word, I suppose, giving someone a, a cash incentive to, to get out and exercise. But I, I do think there needs to be a form of competitiveness or, or, or a challenge or a goal there to, to sort of get towards a finish line. And then ultimately... Um, use it as a team bonding exercise to try and celebrate afterwards maybe rather than sort of the the actual incentive but um yeah I completely agree with you and, and you see sort of some really interesting um ways in which people can go out and do it and i think sometimes it's the quirkier um quirkier the better yeah and no, we actually uh, thinking about it we, we did a really fantastic initiative in Sodexo uh, we ran what we called a connect four initiative um, 83 over 83 employees took part which was great and actually they were raising money for charity so they got active they connected and, and it's you know it's not always just about the activity as you said sometimes it can be the the social interaction it can be the the competitive spirit it could be the goal could be team bonding could be helping could be charity could be a green initiative so I think there's so many ways and I think as we know in, in as we you know we progress in the 21st century things need to be more personalized one size doesn't fit all and i think we we as employers as team leaders we need to be flexible in what we offer to our, our employees and our staff um because we know that not everything does the uh, does the trick for, for for each people or each person yeah Sorry. i think i think um, one, one of the other things as well you you touch on it very very briefly there it's not always about um you know the physical side of things it's actually about how you take care and look after yourself i know uh, one of the things that i promoted across the team and i'm terrible for it is drinking fizzy pop uh, or energy drinks and uh, and one of the things actually that we've worked on is um drinking water um and and sort of the benefits that can be associated with that and how it makes you feel so not everyone likes a sugar rush but or an energy hit but ultimately you know keeping yourself refreshed um obviously especially in this environment where you're spending so much time at your desk without without moving so much you know keeping yourself hydrated can be incredibly important um i know also and it's not for everybody um but i know um, we have colleagues in my team who's um well, i have a specific colleague whose daughter is a vegan and um, something that she she's very very passionate about, and, and as I say, it's not for everybody. But one thing that they we worked on was almost um, again talking in the last year as an experience. Uh, we got to the point of trying to have conversations, trying to create you know some bonding and, and looking at what people would have for for dinner, or you know making fresh meals. And one of the things that um, a, a member in my team would look at is. Um, potentially sharing um, a vegan recipe and, and things like that that just got people talking really and trying different things um but again you know these are really small things that can make a big difference to certain people and get them into um a different way of of 
of looking after themselves and um yeah it's it's all about sharing each other's experiences and and how we can look and and, and support others with that yeah no that's, that's that's really key i think you're absolutely right there and i guess you know just thinking about myself i've probably eaten healthier in the last 12 months than i had before because i've been at home and although there's the fridge is literally around the corner um and and there's always a temptation to pop there um unlike when i used to go to work and buy a sandwich from the local petrol station or or a chocolate bar to keep me going actually having kind of healthy food and healthy snacks at home does make a difference it'll be interesting as that changes and we start going back to the office more whether that will impact uh, people's uh, people's lives but then i guess we'll also be getting up and moving around more so that might that might compensate for uh, for, for how we yeah. move yeah i think um i think you, you you fall back there on on what we've been speaking about a little bit in um it ha- employers having a level of responsibility with that as well um mm. you know in, in how they can be um, supporting an empl- employee's total day, really, whether that be how they get to work in the morning, whether they have and feel like they t- have time to have exercise, and then also sort of from a nutritional value, whether that be providing water bottles or the types of food that are available. I think, you know, employees, employers, sorry, do have um, a level of responsibility to support their employees with that, and I think it's really important. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's a really good, really good point. Thanks, uh, thanks, Holly. So, listen, it's been great talking today. Um, it sounds like we're coming towards the end, but we've got a bit of time to, to reflect. So, uh, you know, before we finish, what what do you think for you, Holly? What are the three key things that you think our listeners should take away from today, and what should they reflect on? Fine. So, if I talk to you from um, from my perspective, I think three things to, to sort of take away are um, try and make that hour in your day for yourself. And, and whether, you know, that's just getting out and getting fresh air and walking around the block, whether that's going and, and playing um, a sport with a group of people or, or jumping on a bike. Um, I think it's really, really important to try and put that hour in your day um, to, to make that time for yourself to get some of that air in your lungs. Um, I think um, looking and, and talking to other members of your team is, is, is another one. I think trying to create sort of that competitive nature or something where, you know, you have someone else to support you. Um, trying achieving a goal is also really, really important. Um, and then also, um, because it's my number one thing at the moment and my team are on me all the time, is um, to make sure that you stay hydrated throughout the day and drink water and not busy pop. Um, yeah, they would be my three things for today. Um, I know they're, they're things that I'm working on myself, um, but ultimately, um, you know, I think the most important one out of those would be um, to, to give yourself that hour um, of, of trying to, to stay stress-free um, and sort of, you know, taking the day, take those deep breaths and, uh, and get some exercise in your lungs. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, regardless of uh, how the British summer is treating us weather-wise, you should still get outside, even if it means uh, taking an umbrella with you. Um, well, listen, unfortunately, that's uh, that's all we have time for today. Uh, but I really thank you. Uh, thanks very much for uh, for listening. Thanks so much for your time, Ollie. It's been really great talking to you, um, especially, I think, your point around hydration and, and making time for yourself, maybe without a phone or without any social media uh, intrusion is, is probably going to be uh, quite key. Um, we know physical well-being is clearly important for employees as well as employers and you know now's the perfect time to make changes if you, if you haven't already over the last 18 months um i guess you know from having facilities in the office to flexible working um you know 
schemes like Cycle to Work are so important and there is so many ways that employers can and should be supporting their employees' physical well-being. As we said, it might not be a sort of dictatorial, it might be more carrot than stick without necessarily financially incentivising them, but I think it could be a, a great way to get in, involved. Whether that be, you know, via Sodexa and, and, and the number of great benefits that are associated to yourself and whether that be sort of within us with Halfords B2B, you know, there's a number of different incentives that are, are available to employers to support their employees. And I think, you know, physical and well-being is really, really important. And I think, you know, not everything has to cost a fortune. There are some really good good initiatives out there um certainly with ourselves and, and via Sodexa that we can really support with that and you know should anyone ever, ever want any information I know you guys are at the forefront of that um but yeah it, it doesn't always have to be um sort of a, an expensive option um but th- there are there are a lot of in, in, incentives and initiatives out there Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, yeah, for more advice and support around looking after employees, why not download our uh, white paper on the culture of well-being and make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ben.